the one-on-one post-game report. The 7-0 Fordham Rams has an ice ring to it. Kenny Ducey welcoming you into our one-on-one post-game report. I'll be along with all the highlights in just a sec, but a quick note for those of you listening on 90.7 FM, as soon as we talk to Coach Moorhead, we'll switch it to Mixed Bag with Don McGee. If you want to continue listening to the post-game show, just go to WFUVsports.org, and we got a link to our live broadcast right in the middle of your screen with a picture of Fordham football, and then you'll go to our sports portal, click on the appropriate link, you can continue to listen to the post-game show, but right now let's send it back to the field, DJ and Mac and Matt Morrow, guys. All right, Kenny, thank you so much. Alongside Julian Atienza, Mac Rosenberg, this is DJ Six with final score here from Multisport Field. Fordham 34 and Georgetown 12, and they play football, they play lacrosse, they play soccer here, but now Matt Morrow has got Joe Moorhead down here, seventh victory of the year as they get the job done, and Matt, take it away as the Rams are still undefeated. Thanks, TJ. Well, Coach Keene dominated in the first quarter, both offensively and defensively. Is that something you stressed leading up to the game all week? Yeah, we wanted to come out fast and finish strong. I think we got to come out fast part. Not too much, but finish strong. Defensively, we did a good job. What changed throughout the game, do you feel, that between the first quarter and the rest of the game? I don't think that much changed aside from our lack of execution offensively. I mean, we fumbled a ball in the one-yard line going in. We missed two field goals. We had a 70-yard touchdown pass, callback as a hold. Penalties, miscues, missed assignments offensively, so we got plenty to clean up for you. Despite the sloppiness throughout the rest of the game, Michael Niebrick started off so great. He set a Patriot League record and tied an FDS record with 20 straight completions to start the game. So, I mean, how do you, how do you assess his game, his play throughout the game? He's been so good. No, Michael played well. He did a good job. I got no beat for him. He played good. He played solid. He made plays within the system. He didn't force anything. Didn't turn the ball over. So uh, we got to get everyone else to step their game up. You mentioned that the defense did step up. You told me going to halftime you wanted them to keep doing what they did in the first half. Yeah. Were you happy with how they did throughout because they kept Georgetown pretty far away from you guys on the scoreboard until the end of the game, no touchdowns. Do you happy with the defense? Yeah, that can happen. defense did a great job. Nathan's played a game well enough for us to win. Uh, they did a good job holding them out of the end zone. Did a good job limiting explosive plays, getting off the field on third down. You know, we had one touchdown get in there at the end with some of our uh, backups in there, but I thought the defense played well today. Coach, congratulations on the win. Thank you. So that's our Matt Morrow making his way through the wind here at Multisport Field. Final score, 34-12. The Rams go to 7-0 and Mac. Career highs for Michael Niebrick in completions with 35, attempts in 45, and passing yards with 405. What a day it was for him. What a day. What a day, and, and no turnovers. That, that's, that, that continues to be what you stress. No turnovers for Fordham uh, or, or for, for Michael Niebrick. They did have the one fumble. Uh, but, you know, I mean, what, 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 what more can you say? Obviously, Joe Moorhead. Not very happy with the execution offensively in the second half, and you really can't be. I mean, I mean, they only put up six points in the second half on offense. Back to the Bronx we go. Thanks, DJ. Appreciate that. And the Rams, uh, again, 7-0 and for the first time since 1930. Michael Niebrick earlier in this one breaking a record with 20 straight completions, a Patriot League record. Uh, the previous one was 18. He goes over 300 yards to 405 yards on the game and a touchdown. He was 35 of 45, and our man... Our man Mike Watts tweets that he is the that is the fourth game he's had over 300. School record is 11. But right now, 
we got to send it to Mixed Bag with Don McGee before we continue with the post-game show. If you're listening on 90.7 FM, we will continue with an extended post-game show. If you want to listen to that, go to WFUVsports.org and click on Forum Sports in the top right corner of the screen. Or, you know, you, there's also a game article right in the middle of the screen you can click on. Get to our sports portal, click on the appropriate link, you can hear the post-game show. But right now, let's send it over to Mixed Bag with Don McGee, already in progress. So, that will bring us into our extended post-game report here online. The Rams got things started in this one on the opening kickoff. They used the rush to bring the team down to a goal-to-go situation right off the bat, and they went for six on the ninth play of the drive. Second down and goal from the eight-yard line. Jones and Wetzel are out to the left side of the formation. Ajala tight right. Light is with him on the right side. Niebrick a shotgun. He's got Koontz with him. It's a play fake right over the middle, and Wetzel has it for a touchdown in the middle of the end zone. Easy money for Fordham. The eight-yard strike, Niebrick to Wetzel, and Fordham leads 6-0 here in the nation's capital. Nine plays, 64-yard drive, took three minutes. The Rams on top, 7-0. After a Hoya three and out at the seven-minute mark in the first, Michael Niebrick went to work. Fordham came back firing. Niebrick strung together completion after completion to the eight. Then he decided to mix it up and run. First down and goal, ball is on the Georgetown 8. Two wide receivers right, one to the left. And this is going to be Niebrick keeping it himself across the 5, trying to stretch it out. Stiff arm, dives at the pylon, and is he in right at the goal line? They're going to say he was just out of bounds. That's very close. And wait a minute, it is a touchdown. Niebrick reached out, a late call from the officials, and Fordham takes a 13-0 lead. So after that one, a block extra point kept it 13 nothing after a 7-play 80-yard drive took roughly 4 minutes. And guys, I want to bring you in here because at this point in the game, Niebrick, he hasn't thrown an incompletion yet. You see him do it with the feet right there, 14 nothing. Did you expect the record-setting day right off the bat that he had today? Well, I mean, you don't necessarily think about that kind of stuff when you go into these games. But, I mean, at the end of the first quarter, 10 for 10, and then he would complete another 10 in a row before uh, throwing the incompletion at the end of the first half there. Uh, but, you know, I mean, it's just what he's been doing all season long. I mean, there's you, you, you just can't say much more about him than we've already said. He's he's just he, he's explosive on the ground. We, we saw it with that running touchdown. He's just not afraid to, to dive out and, and, and reach for that pylon and just, just an excellent job all the way around today from Niebrick. Yeah, I mean, you, you obviously don't think about those things going in, but I'm not, I'm not at all surprised that uh, he broke the record as far as uh, 20 straight completions. So after that, three plays later on the ensuing Georgetown drive, there was a chap sighting. Kemp drops back under pressure, now throws deep left side, and this one's going to be intercepted. Chapman has a lane across the 10, and he walks in for a Fordham touchdown. touchdown Jordan Chapman picks six to the house. 19-0 Rams. How do you like that? Jordan Chapman, A.O. Chap, going in 29 yards. Rams would go for two. They would get it on a jump throw to Dan Light. 21-0 at that point. The first quarter would run out. Shortly after, and again, I want to bring you guys in because the Hoyas would switch QBs. They'd go to true freshman Tim Barnes. And what was the problem today with Kempf other than the fact that it's very hard to pronounce his name? Well, that's certainly an issue, but (laughs) Kenny... I'm glad he was out of the game because of that name. (laughs) He had been banged up ever since last year. Sixth play of the game against Davidson, and he wasn't doing anything on offense. And Tim Barnes had been taking first-team snaps all week long. So Coach Kelly decided, let's throw the freshman out there. So... A combination of Kempf being injured and wanting to see what Barnes can do. Already at 1-4 and four in the season, they didn't want to try and lose everything. So Barnes certainly struggled today, but in his first collegiate start, you couldn't expect much. 
and he couldn't get anything cooking. And at the nine-minute mark in the second, and after a 46-yard connection from Niebrick to Tabucky Jones, Jared Creighton would get the ball on the ensuing Fordham drive. The Rams have it at the Hoya 13-yard line, threatening once again. Two wide to the left, one to the right. Niebrick takes it right up the gut. Creighton across the five and dives in for the touchdown. Creighton never got touched as he walked all the way in from 13 yards out, and the Rams lead it 27-0 here in D.C. DJ Mack, uh, Jared Creighton uh, eight less carries than Carlton Coons, but yet he goes for 16 more yards, six carries, 41 yards, and a touchdown. He was a big factor today. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree with you, Kenny. 6.8 yards per carry. Like you said, he didn't get the ball as much as Coons did, but he made big plays when he got the football, and, you know, we're starting to see a lot more of him. We saw him in the Lehigh game. Obviously, he's a bruising guy. He's a guy who runs in between the tackles and runs very effectively. Really good to see him getting some good reps today. And, DJ, at the same time, though, Calden Coons, he was not effective. 14 yards for 25, or excuse me, 14 carries for 25 yards. Was it just the Georgetown defense that was good, or was it Coons just having an off day? I think it was a combination of things. The Georgetown front seven played a tremendous game, and those big boys in there really caused Koontz a lot of problems. But the plays which Fordham were running, the offensive line didn't get enough leeway to give Koontz his normal holes. A lot of delayed carries, Kenny. That's where Koontz makes his ends meet. But Georgetown was all over that today. And fortunately for the Rams, it didn't come back to haunt them. But as you move later in the season, you got to figure out the woes of the rushing game, that's for sure. So that'd do it for the scoring in the first half. Michael Niebrick, like we mentioned before, breaks a Patriot League record with 20 straight completions. The previous record was 18 yards. That's per the Patriot League Twitter account. And then our man Mike Watts, you know, to add on to things, Niebrick with over 300 yards passing the fourth time he's done it this year. And John Skelton, 11 uh, over, uh, excuse me, 11 games of over 300 yards. So Niebrick, a little ways to catch John Skelton, but still he... He could get up there. Georgetown got the second half started with a three and out, so it was Fordham once again to get back to work. They take it at their own 36 past the 14-minute mark, and after 12 plays that gained 55 yards, took him down inside the 10, Mike Miranda would try a 25-yarder on fourth and goal. Miranda on the season, 9 of 10 with his field goals, 9 of 11 actually after missing that one in the first half. Snap, spot, kick is up. It's got plenty of distance, and this one splits the uprights. It's good. So after an eight-play drive, Georgetown would exchange punts with Fordham and bring us to the four-minute mark in the third. They'd drive down 23 yards to around the 30 on an eight-play drive, set up a 49-yarder for Matt Maxura, who he made it. It was true from 49 yards. You guys were a little shocked that they would even try that one, and that made it 31-3 after a 12-play 46-yard drive by the Rams. Uh, and, and it ended in a, excuse me, uh, this drive by the Rams at, after they were up 31-3, to a 12-play, 46-yard drive. It ended in a turnover and downs, and it was a very bizarre ending, if you could take us through it again, DJ, with Mike Miranto actually getting a target from Victor Antonozzi, and he was hurt, and, and it was a whole mess. So basically what happened, it was a low snap from Joe Sullivan. Antonozzi just didn't know, he didn't even know what to do with it. He picks it up. Mirando had somehow split out. He was running a little wheel route down the left <laughs> sideline. He was trying to get to the end zone. And Antonozzi just, all he could do was just fling it up. And it actually wasn't too bad of a pass. It was a little bit low. But as Mirando tried to get it, he just got absolutely crushed. And for a kicker that small to try and make a play, he was lifeless for a little while. But fortunately, he was A-OK. But scary moment there you never want to see your kicker trying to pluck one out of the sky between two defenders that's for sure <laughs> yeah he just got the wind knocked out of him i think on that one he was okay and they would change up the kicker for kickoffs but mirando later on in the game would come out for a field goal attempt so with that 
Uh, that would end the third quarter with the Rams again up 31-3. to Georgetown afterwards would be forced into a punt on that ensuing drive, but they, hey, they'd pin the Rams down to the one-yard line where, well, well, this would happen. Michael Niebrook stands in his own end zone with Carlton Kuntz to his right. He takes the snap, and it's going to Kuntz, and it's going to be a safety. Carlton never had a chance as Shankle swallowed him up, and the Hoyas put two more on the board. It's now 31-5. Two run homer from Bryce, oh, not Bryce Harper, a safety would make it 31-5. to A baseball score here, five points, with a little over 10 to go in the fourth. The Hoyas would run seven plays going for 42 yards, but they'd turn it over on downs after an incompletion on fourth and three. The two-minute drive would be stopped. Fordham had it at eight minutes to go in the ballgame. Niebrick elected to keep the passing attack going, though, while uh, they were up with a sizable margin with an 11-yard throw to Marcus Jones, 26-yarder to Bucky Jones. That's him across midfield. And after a 13-yard strike to Marcus Jones again, 28-yard run from Niebrick plus a late hit got Geno Smith out of bounds. It was a goal-to-go situation for the Rams. They couldn't punch it in, though, so, hey, they'd just go for three with Mike Miranda. This is going to be a 27-yard field goal. 31-5 Fordham. He'll kick it from the left side. Antonisi to hold Sullivan to snap. It's been some problems with the snaps today. Snap. It's good. Spot. It's up. And this field goal is straight through. So the field goal is straight through, guys. But that drive, uh, it was a little uh, shocking, I guess, I would say, because you thought they would just milk the clock, run the ball, yet they continue to go to the aerial assault. You know, I guess the good takeaway is Marcus Jones got active in it, but, I mean, why are you throwing up this many? Did you like that decision? Well, first thing I need to clarify with you, Kenny, did you mention? Did you just mention Bryce Harper and Geno Smith? I just need, I need to clarify. Yeah, that. you know, I, I diversify. Okay, all right. I just, just wanted to make sure that that in, was in true. In a football postgame show. hallucinating. For college football, uh, yes. Yeah, I, I actually I, I mentioned it when Niebrick started to throw the ball that they had only scored three points in the second half to that point, Kenny. So, I mean, they were really hungry. They were still wanting to run that offense with a purpose. You know Joe Moorhead is not satisfied uh, still with, with the way this offense performed in the second half. So, at first I was a little bit surprised. There were about eight minutes to go when that drive started. So, you figure they could get it maybe to four or maybe even three if they had ran the ball effectively. Remember, Kenny, they weren't running the ball very effectively to that point. So, uh, you know, Coons was having some trouble. And, I mean, obviously we know Michael Neighbor can throw the football, so why not? It was my question, and then they end up with three. And it was good to see Mike Mirando again out there for that field goal that he did hit and made it 34-5 to Rams with another five minutes to go. The Hoyas would take it down the field with their passing game. Tim Barnes going to Daniel Sprotty a couple times. Then on third and seven from the Fordham 15, they could smell the end zone. Third down and seven, ball on Fordham's 15. Barnes under a little pressure. Steps up, throws deep right corner of the end zone. And this one is caught for a touchdown. Finally, the Hoyas are in the end zone as Michael Simulka makes the catch. And it's now 34-11, Fordham still on top. And, I mean, guys, I didn't really read too much into this with that score, but you were saying that maybe the Rams were, you know, letting their guard down a little bit on this drive? I don't know about that, Kenny. I mean, this was the second unit defense in there, so Barnes put together the best drive of the game for Fordham. They looked a little lackadaisical on, on the defensive side, but you can't blame them with guys in there that normally don't play in starting roles. So a minute and change to go in the game. The score was 34-12 Fordham. Now, Hoyas would go for the onside kick. They did not get it. Sam Majala catching it, and Fordham would run out the clock from there, win it 
to 12. Now it's time for our players of the game, one from each team as selected by DJ and Mac. I don't know, maybe we can get them some cookies for winning players of the game. I don't know, what's some award here, but uh, who are they? Well, I'm going to have some pizza as soon as I'm done mentioning these players of the game. So I am my, as well. That's, that's my reward, Kenny. Uh, I got to go with Tim Barnes for Georgetown because this guy comes in, okay, Isaiah Kempf throws the pick six, and, you know, we were wondering what are we going to see from this freshman quarterback. And we really didn't see a lot of good things, but as the game wore on, he, he started to get going with his passing. He ends up, ends up throwing uh, better than 50% uh, on the day, 16 for 31, 124, it's a touchdown. Didn't turn the ball over. He was sacked twice. Okay, and he had a he had, did have a twenty four yard completion. So I mean, he 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 was respectable. Listen, for a freshman quarterback who has not played one down of collegiate football in his career, you put him into a game for the first time down twenty one nothing. It's not going to be easy. You're 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 telling him that you need him to do a lot, and it, you know it's not easy to tell a guy that. So I give him credit. For Fordham, I'm going to go with Tabucky Jones. I'll let DJ have Michael Nebrick. Uh, 12, t- 12 uh, catches for Jones, 182 yards. Uh, he should have had a touchdown, and that would have put him well over 200 for the game if that holding call didn't happen. So, really, great game all around by the Rams, and uh, I'll go with Tabucky. All right, I'll start with the Georgetown side of things. I'm going to give it to Alec May because he wasn't a guy that was supposed to even start today. The captain, Sean Campbell, was a late scratch. So, Alec May comes in. He does a great job defensively. And then, of course, the play of the day for Georgetown, 28 yards on the fake punt. The big man was rolling down the field, so I'll give it to him. And then, obviously, for Fordham, you got to go Michael Niebrick, 35 of 45, 405 yards and a touchdown. But I'd like to throw a bonus in there. I'd like to throw Jordan Chapman as there as a player of the game because okay. he had the pick six. He was playing some good defense, and then he's just an all-state jar out there. He's just always talking smack. So, I mean, <laughs> he leads Fordham in that department, that's for sure. So I'll give a little co-player of the game to Niebrick and Chapman. All right, so thanks for that, guys. And uh, Jordan Chapman, you know, I, I agree with you, DJ. He had a pretty nice game with that one pick six. Good to see him getting that. And Michael Niebrick once again, 35 of 45, 405 yards, a touchdown, and his long one, a 46-yard hookup to Tabucky Jones, who had 12 catches for 182 yards. Ajala added eight catches, 91 yards. Wetzel, six for 55. The Fordham offense clicking on all cylinders today, and they take this one over Georgetown, 34 to 12 again our final score of today's game the executive producer of Fordham football is is Bob Aarons and Bob Aarons has some some great thoughts about this football game guys but I want to hear your final thoughts about this football game before I get about 10 minutes of them from Bob that's a smooth segue <laughs> right there Deuce. some kind of segue uh, I guess I'll start it off Go for it. Um, you know the offense I mean it it, it, it was excellent in the first half they have to tweak some things in the second half. I'm not exactly sure what Joe Moorhead saw, uh, but I know that I saw the running game struggle a little bit today. Uh, today, uh, net rushing yards, they had uh, uh, they ended up with 131, and that, that's 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 good when you look at it. But I mean, they did rush the ball 34 times. So I mean, Carlton Kuntz, he was having a tough time getting behind blockers. So I think that's something to work on for next week. You just have to keep looking ahead. Joe Joe Moorhead likes to say. Uh, let's go 1-0 next week. And I think that's just what you have to keep doing. You're going back on the road. It's going to be a very, very hostile environment against a Yale team that is starting to get up there in terms of national recognition. I know they were beating Dartmouth. I'm not sure if they were able to win that game today. But, you know, I mean, you have to get ready. This is going to be a tough game next week. I think, the Mac, there are two big takeaways from today's game. First and foremost, it's a shame that Fordham cannot qualify for the Patriot League Championship because they are head and shoulders above 
basically everyone in this conference. And obviously we haven't seen the rest of the teams, but just goes to show today how dominant they can be on both sides of the ball. And with that point, they proved today that they can also be a defensive squad. Sure. That obviously Georgetown didn't have their best offensive game today, but what the Rams did in the first half for the majority of this game to hold Georgetown to a shutout, that is the perfect segue you need to get ready for Yale. And that's why I have confidence in this defense. No matter who they're playing against, if they can just hold them in check enough, the offense will take care of business. And, Kenny, to think this team is 7-0, and last time that happened – Vince Lombardi was only 17 years old. <laughs> Bob yeah. Aarons was negative four. Oh, oh, oh okay then. <laughs> Thanks, guys, for a great, great, great call today. I can hear the laps in the booth with the mics off, uh, or maybe one of, I don't know, one of them off. Uh, Sean Newell tweets us from Deadspin. He tweets us, Skeletonia lives. You know, maybe this is a little better than Skeletonia. 7-0, and the Fordham Rams. And now the executive producer of Fordham Football once again is Bob Aarons. Can't say it enough, can you? Producer of today's game, I love this one-on-one music behind me, Meryl Servant. Field engineer producer has been Julian Adienza. Studio engineer, Anthony Pusick in a great Rangers jersey. Studio supervisor and my Giants debater has been Eric Malo. Thanks to Fordham Sports Information Director Acapella Joe DeBerry and his staff for all of their assistance. Next Saturday, we've got more Fordham football action for you. The Rams head to New Haven. There we go. New Haven, Connecticut, the great land of Connecticut, to take on the nationally ranked Yale Bulldogs. Kickoff comes your way at noon with the one-on-one pregame report at 11.50 a.m. on both 90.7 FM and WFUVsports.org. Until those times, or till that time, for DJ Sixsmith and Mac Rosenberg, Matt Morrow on the sidelines, Christian O'Hara with the updates, and a highlights producer, Nick Rassiopi. This is Kenny Ducey. Have a great evening, everybody. Fordham Rams football, 7-0 Fordham Rams football, a production of WFUV Sports.